Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose regardless of self-doubt and what others think. Alrighty, let's just get to work. Welcome to part B, jumping right in. Sage and I address perfectionism. Bum, 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 crazy. (laughs) I know y'all can relate. We address the toxic relationship between high achievers and perfectionism, how to slow down to build sustainable momentum, and really how to not engage with systems and structures that convey perfectionism. So Seiji, let's dive in. I am laughing here because I know we're both perfectionists (laughs) (laughs) and it's exhausting I'm flipping exhausted and I'm 24 years old, so I better get my shit together. And I actually think that I'm really the perfect person to really need this episode. So I'm selfishly really excited to chat about this topic and thinking about it before recording. I don't really think there is a world that exists where perfectionism is sustainable to having to experience waking up every day, needing to be perfect, getting to the gym running home to kill it in work, kill it in my side hustle, be a social butterfly, be this perfect friend, this perfect girlfriend, wife, whatever, stay fit, be beautiful. Jesus, it's exhausting. I'm losing my breath just thinking about it. (laughs) So let's define perfectionism. Official definition. And I want to share with everyone because it's pretty insane. Okay. So perfectionism is the refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. Hmm. Well, this sounds absolutely horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's so subjective is the problem. I think that the issue is that what is perfect really, I don't know. Why do we strive towards this? Do you think it's control? I think it's different for everyone. Honestly, someone like a psychologist or someone like your mom, an incredible therapist could probably speak so much more to like the inner workings. I think what I know and what I see is that often there's such a correlation between people who have the tendency to want to achieve at a high level. It's I'm seeing there's so much correlation between the two, right? Often those people who are drawn to pushing mm-hmm. themselves, challenging themselves also want to see that perfect result or perfect score or perfect aesthetic or whatever it is. Often they go really hand in hand. And so it's been really interesting the last few months working with the people I work with who are often you know, self-proclaimed high achievers, often perfectionists and really looking at where is that serving them in their lives and where is it not serving them? Mm -hmm. And I've had so many interesting conversations with people about this because even just looking at high achieving or the concept of achieving at a high level, there are ways that it benefits you and there are ways that it hinders you. Yeah. So really, I think the liberation here is just zooming out and gaining clarity on how is this benefiting my life and how is it negatively impacting my life and just being able to assess the impact. Same with perfectionism. You know, maybe there are ways that it's really benefiting you. Um, You know, I spent a lot of time in the world of event production and Mm -hmm. still do some work to be in 
incredibly thorough and diligent as an event producer when you're juggling thousands of logistics is really a benefit, right? But then to be obsessed with something being perfect in your personal life might be destroying it. So there's a duality where I think it's hard to say one's bad or good or any of that, but just looking at the impact it has on your life. Well, I can relate in both areas, but I think the negatives of perfectionism can kind of be like obsessiveness. Mm. And for me, unfortunately, I took out my perfectionism in my personal life um, on my body. Mm. What is perfect? And I think perfect is in the eye of the beholder. Mm. I don't think perfect is the same definition to everyone. Mm. Um, I think perfectionism for myself isn't because I, w- I was doing some research and some people said it was judgment or like disapproval from others and wanting to be this like perfect all-knowing being. Mm. But for me, it was it's almost like this fight against myself. Mm. Being perfect, like having the perfect body. And maybe once I feel like I have the perfect body or I look a certain way to me, then I'm, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe perfect right. is like being enough. Yeah, I think that- What happens also with people who lean into that perfectionism or kind of feel those tendencies is this feeling of like, I will feel blank when blank, Yeah, you know, and definitely this is something that happens a lot with high achievers too. And I think whenever you feel that narrative, that's like a red flag, giant red flag. I always stop myself in my tracks because if I've learned anything over the last few years, it's that like all of your potential for happiness, bliss, fulfillment, all of that purpose is accessible now. And that if you wait for a marker to try to elicit and trigger an emotion, Mm. usually you're disappointed. And I think so many people, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, I'm not immune to this, but it's so many people talk about getting so far in life in one direction only to find out that they were chasing an emotion. And then maybe 20 years down the road, you realize, oh, this net worth or this promotion didn't make me feel that way. And actually I could have chosen to be happier, chosen to have fulfillment more again, like we talked about for who I am than for what I do. Mm. And really looking, just looking inward and not looking externally to give ourselves that validation. Absolutely. I love, love, love that. Um, I think also as high achievers, we, oh my God, we (laughs) always think that we have to be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to momentum. Mm -hmm. And I remember I, I dated a perfectionist and Mm -hmm. he was a perfectionist in his own way. Um, I don't think he was a healthy perfectionist, very different. I mean, I'm not a healthy perfectionist. (laughs) I don't think any perfectionist is healthy. Okay. (laughs) But he thought momentum came from always being on, always going out every single night, always Mm -hmm. drinking. Mm -hmm. And to me, that was really triggering because I'm already always on. And I find myself as a perfectionist doing way too much, not listening to myself, not listening to my body until I fucking burn out and I get sick. Literally what happened this week to me, going nonstop in work, working out like a fucking lunatic, Mm -hmm. working out twice a day. Sometimes I'm like, Skylar, what are you doing to yourself? And then going out like with friends, drinking, 
And then doing it all over again the next day, working yeah. myself, my full-time job, which yeah. so much stress there yeah. to let my immune system crashes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not sustainable. I'm trying to yeah. be perfect in every area of my life. And I remember when I was dating this guy, all due respect for him, lovely person. Um, obviously we weren't compatible. He just said sky, like momentum to me is like going out networking every night, you know, and that involved drinking alcohol a lot every night. Mm-hmm. And that was his idea of being perfect. He couldn't imagine, you know, momentum being pausing and slowing down and looking inward. And, you know, that's fulfilling for him right now, but it just wasn't where I was at. And so I think as high achievers, we have a really hard time seeing momentum as pausing and slowing down. And that's something I'm working with right now. Mm, This is such a, this is another one of those things that I could talk about for so long and a big part of actually the motivation for me to start working with people in the way that I am and to build, you know, the kind of design your life program or concept, Mm -hmm. even of coaching and the style was really to help liberate people from the cycle that I used to go through. And I used to do the same exact thing. Like now I call it like all gas crash, burn, repeat, where you almost have no mode, but like full go. And you, you almost don't let yourself exist in any other mode. And you go all gas until you run out of steam and completely crash. And then you reset and you do it again. And how this manifested for me was that every time in college and even after college that I wanted to go home and see my family, I would get sick as soon as I got there. Literally same thing that happened. Okay. So my theory on this is that our body knows when it can relax and when it can rest. And when it is in go, 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 like fight or flight mode, it's like, I can't be sick right now. And then the second it has the opportunity to just like relax, I, I would collapse And it made me so sad because I was like, I'm robbing myself of my time with my family Yep. because I can't convince myself to take a pause in life and move in a sustainable way that creates the ability for me to keep going. And so a huge part of my work over the last couple of months and with pretty much everyone that I'm working with is helping high achievers understand that figuring out what fills them back up and taking the time to do that every day is the fuel Mm -hmm. that they are running on to do everything else they're doing. And I think what happens, especially with people who are very high achieving and want to crush it in every area of their life is the things that fill them back up, whether it's a walk on the beach, calling their family, watching sunset, working out, whatever is a luxury. And they're like, well, if there's time for that, there's time for that, but everything else needs to happen first. And so a lot of the kind of mindset shift that I get to do with people Mm -hmm. is helping them look at that one thing that you want to do for 10 to 60 minutes a day is actually like stopping your car and putting gasoline in it that you can continue going where you want to go. And what I'm seeing is I know like the first moment you did your like Zen zone and you unplugged for an evening, like it was so powerful for you in so many ways. There was so much that needed to, you know, there was so much connection to self and unplugging that I think your body, your mind was craving in such a way. And so it's just really exciting for me to see how 
much more energized and excited people become when I, if I can create just enough of a permission structure in their mind for them to take a little bit of time to fill themselves yeah. back up, it just starts like positive domino affecting every area of their life. I love that, Sage. And I'm just laughing at the home story because oh my gosh. I know my mom, she would be shaking her head right now because in college and now, now yeah. it hasn't changed. I'm still working on it. <laughs> Every time I go home, I yeah. get sick and I can't spend time with my family. I'm in my bed. So sick. Yeah. Allowing yourself, even if it's five minutes of, I would say more like 15, mm-hmm. like going on a walk. Yeah. Going outside, giving yep. yourself this space. Yeah. That is how we continue to be high achievers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not from going, 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 but I think it has a little bit to do with FOMO mm. and not always like social. It could even be in like a work sense of, mm-hmm. okay, well, if I don't go to this event, if I don't go out tonight, then I'm missing out on perhaps the next deal that I'm going to close perhaps meeting that next open door, which is an amazing, amazing, expansive way to think. And I love that. And I talk about that and I preach Mm -hmm. about that on my, my podcast, Mm -hmm. but everything in balance. Yeah. Right. Like if you're not in the right mindset, if you don't have the energy, if your tank isn't filled up and you're going to this event, your most amazing, beautiful, shining, energetic self, isn't going to be the self that's going to be going to the event. I, I think for me, the first time I actually received this and heard this was my first mentor, who is an incredibly successful multi-multi-millionaire. She was like, Sage, when you're tired, you need to go in your room, close the door, put down the blinds and go to sleep. Because she was like, if you don't do that, if you don't reset, like I, I wasn't letting myself like sleep as much as I needed to, you know? And she's like, if you don't reset, the version of you that's trying to like limp along and keep going, you know, you are probably going to get the work done in three, it's going to take you three hours to get the same amount of work done. than if you slept for two hours and then took an hour as a re-energized version of yourself. So this is, it's massive. And I think that it's interesting. You mentioned the FOMO because for everyone, it's really different. I think how it shows up and what it's connected to. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I used to be a personal trainer. So I had this belief that like a workout was like a one hour thing and it was no less. Right. And so I had this belief that like, if I didn't have a full hour to train and exhaust myself in the gym, then I couldn't go. And even just like black and white thinking, right. Very limiting. And, but then I would get so frustrated when projects were really full. My life was really full and I didn't get to move my body in the way I needed. And that's a good example of where overly high achieving like mental structures or perfectionist Mm. mental structures are hurting you. Because I told you before this, I literally worked out for 20 minutes and then came back showered and this, and it was so liberating for me because I was like, amazing. I feel so much better. I needed that. And I just let it be what I had time for. So I think Versus trying to like tackle the entire concept of perfectionism or, you know, toxic high achieving areas, just maybe like as an action Mm -hmm. item for people, maybe just like journaling or taking 20 minutes unplugged to just reflect on like, how is this serving me in my life right now? And how is it not serving me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I can really relay on the working out aspect where it's like, if I don't take an hour to work out or I don't do these certain 
classes and it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Who told you that, Sky? <laughs> yeah. Girl, wake up. Yeah. Like it's crazy. And I think we have to have these hard conversations to be like, yo, mm-hmm. what system, what structure, what textbook? Yep. Who told you that? Get rid of that because it's not yeah. reality mm-hmm. and it's not your truth. I, I do want to share something because I think this is totally synergistic with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was preparing for this episode, I looked up the opposite of perfectionism. And to me, I thought it would be slacking. Mm. And I was totally wrong. The opposite of perfectionism is acceptance. And that's juicy. Acceptance to me means accepting yourself for who you are and where you are right now and accepting what is showing up. So if that's a 20 minute workout, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm fully embodying and accepting this and I'm beautiful just the way I am. I'm accepting what is. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. freedom. That's freedom from your mind, freedom from stories, systems, structures. Right. Just this domino effect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's where my favorite thing to look at with people yeah. is like, what is the first domino? Like, what is the thing? And this is like really where I think coaches geek out of like getting to the core. Like what Mm -hmm. is the one thing that if we could push that over, it would start to topple over the other things that are negatively impacting you. You know, when we start to see like the cyclical nature of like one thing that's negatively impacting our life is leading to another, which is leading to another, which is leading to another. And then when we can kind of start moving that in the opposite direction, we do one positive thing or we change one core mindset belief and then it starts to change the other and the other and the other and the other. So just kind of reversing Mm. that domino effect. So it starts to spiral in a really positive direction. It was kind of cool. I went to Topanga for the day just to have a little Zen zone moment. And I did some work there. It was kind of crazy. I ran into a friend of mine. We're mostly friends on, actually, you know him. He was at your retreat. Seb, Seb. So I saw him at Topanga Living Cafe. And I'm like, oh my God. And we've been dying to do a podcast episode together. Mm -hmm. Just so random that I saw him in Topanga and he saw me working and it was a Saturday. And he's like, just remember like to take a break, Sky, you don't always have to be working. And it was so funny because I was preparing for the high achievers perfectionism talk. And I go, thanks for reminding me because I'm doing it right now. That's amazing. That's perfect. It was perfect. I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, yeah, I'm just getting ready. Um, I have an event that I'm doing today. And I go, oh my gosh, good luck. And he goes, oh, Sky, like, I don't need good luck. I'm just receiving today. And Mm. I go, you're right. And then I tried to switch it. I thought I was being smart by saying, go kill it, go crush it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just this all loving being. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, Sky, he touches my shoulder. No, can we try to reframe that? And I go, I had a really hard time reframing that. And he goes, you know, our society, we are always trying to kill. We are always trying to crush. We're killing off our rainforest. We're killing off our trees. And Mm -hmm. he goes, instead of saying kill or crush it, he goes, what if you say, go blow life into that? Mm, don't be a hundred percent be 70 percent don't crush it go harness that shit Mm. and I go you know what you're so right I go the next time like I'm telling one of my friends that they have a huge 
RFP meeting, I'm going to say, go blow life into that RFP. Go (laughs) blow life into that meeting. Harness Mm -hmm. that shit. Like Mm. the power in that, Mm -hmm. it's game changing to me. Mm -hmm. And the way it kind of reframes your mindset and kind of killing off that perfectionism or that highly testosterone, masculine, ugh, society Mm -hmm. that we're living under. It's just a different way of thinking and approaching life in a more graceful, feminine, beautiful, non-perfectionistic way. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just like looking at like what's serving me and what isn't, I think is so perfect of like, do I, do I need to like really like go hard in this thing today? Or can I actually like take a breath, take a pause, you know, because often we just like fill our world and like go as hard as we can, you know, for those of us who are kind of how you and I are, who just have this kind of natural drive. And one of my really good friends, she's an incredible, who you just met the other day, Nikki, she's an incredible spiritual self-love coach. And one of the things she really helped me uncover, it it was fun. We were kind of like swapping sessions because we've known each other since college. And it's really fun getting to be guided and getting to guide your friends and having that experience. And one of the things she really helped me uncover is that as someone who is naturally very high achieving, I have a sense of urgency with me throughout mm. almost every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so it's, it's the duality. It's both in some ways. It is absolutely why I've achieved all the things that I've achieved. Right. And in other ways, it makes it so that when I sit down, there's a voice in my head. that's like, why are you pausing? You can keep going. There's so much more to be done. You have all these goals. Like, why are we slowing down? So I've really been working on like just breathing, slowing down where, when that sense of urgency isn't serving me. Mm. So again, like, I think all of this just really takes that self-awareness or having someone in your life who can be objective and look at the way you're thinking. You know, I've worked with two amazing coaches for the majority of this year who really helped me from a high level, look at the way my thinking was and wasn't serving me, Mm. the way I was or wasn't showing up for the things I said I wanted, the limiting beliefs that were holding me back. And it's like, we could all use some level of support in this area because I think it's really hard to uncover what is a reality versus what isn't from the from the frame, from the view of your own mind. It's like your mind trying to decipher what your mind is right about and what your mind isn't right about mm-hmm. is probably not a good system. Yeah. It's this underlying feeling of perfectionism. And I think you were just spot on as urgency because I feel the same way. And sometimes I ask myself, is this just like anxiety? Like, do I need to take something from this? Mm -hmm. Or is this sense of like my perfectionistic side and urgency? Because I do feel that where I'm like, oh my God, okay, this task is done. And this is what we chatted about in coaching. Okay. Next task done. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next one. And it's still like, okay, what's the next thing? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, once I crush or I kill this meeting, I got to crush the next one. I got to kill the next one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What I loved about what Sev said is that it's, Sky, slow the fuck down, Mm -hmm. pause, just like life, Mm -hmm. just like nature, just like the sun, the moon, it shines and then it doesn't shine. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Same thing with you. Blow life into that meeting. Be human. You can be like a tree in the wind and like maybe some moments it's not so windy. So you get to pause and you're more receiving rather Mm -hmm. than speaking. Back to looking at society and the structures that have been drilled into us. And I get it. It's hard not to feel like there's a sense of urgency. I mean, I was just in bed this morning. I woke up because I couldn't sleep and I was like, no wonder I have a headache because I'm always on my laptop. I'm always on this stupid thing. When are we ever present? Like, yeah, you can be present on your computer, but you're not really present. Mm. How can we start to challenge, even silently, look inward and kind of get real with, okay, what's serving me in society mm-hmm. to help me be successful, obviously make money, do the things I want to do, live the life I want to live, mm-hmm. but also be real with it and be like, Hey, this structure is not working for me. I'm no longer going to subscribe. Yep. What would you say to someone who's struggling with that? I think it really depends on the amount of like personal growth and development that you've done. Because I think the second we start to read certain books that unlock our mind, attend certain seminars that unlock our minds, work with a coach, work with a mentor, talk to friends who help unlock Mm. our minds. Like Once that starts to happen again, like we talked about the first domino, then it starts to become easier to coach ourselves, to have that level of understanding around, okay, what am I feeling? Is this serving me? Like they're often, I guess if I would say, if you're feeling really, really stuck, you might need a little support in the beginning, whether that's an audio book or a book or a seminar or something like that, um, to, again, give your mind the tools that it doesn't have yet to start looking at itself a little bit more objectively, right? Because the first step is understanding that like your mind is not your, it's, it's your reality, but it's not the reality. And so I think everyone has such a different journey with this, Mm -hmm. but I would say just taking inventory of your life is the first step. So like, as you know, the first step with anyone that I coach, we do a full-blown life audit out of like every area of your life. And so if you're feeling stuck or you're not really sure what's working, what's not working, I would exactly, as you said, unplug, that's all like turn your phone off. Everyone will be okay. Put it on airplane mode and just take inventory. You know, if you're a journaler, journal it out. If you're a talker, talk about like, just speak it in your room or in nature Or if you process best in your mind, just literally go be somewhere that you can take inventory of your life and just really honestly look at what's serving me and what isn't right now. And honestly, you learn a lot just from that initial kind of life audit, I would say. Yeah, I love that. I think another thing is also language, like the language you decide to use Mm -hmm. um, is really powerful, especially in work um, and just the narrative and the stories that you tell yourself and how you talk to yourself. Again, I don't know why this really worked for me and it may not for other people, but blowing life into things, Mm -hmm. not like really shifted (laughs) (laughs) for like a sales call. Like I'm going to blow life into this Mm -hmm. and just showing up and giving life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's a different feeling Mm -hmm. and I'm not subscribing to the bullshit that People told me I had to do in order to be successful, mm-hmm. in order to make money, in order to raise a family and feel yep. stable. Yep. Fuck that. 
<laughs> I'm not going to crush it. I'm not going to kill it. Mm. I'm going to be maybe 70% today. And that's okay for me because mm. that's how I'm feeling. And if I'm a hundred percent, dude, next week, I'm going to be sick in bed all week. And that's right. what I did to myself. And that yeah. doesn't feel good. And do the things that I wanted to do this week because I killed myself last week. Yeah. That's, I think such an interesting thing too, as we like get older, we kind of learn that often the most productive thing, the most productive use of your time is whatever is just going to fill you back up to keep being you, you know, like for me, it doesn't always feel productive to like go on a beach walk, but in actuality, if my mind is crazy and I'm exhausted and I've been staring at a screen for eight hours and I haven't moved my body, that is the most productive thing I could do to be able to re-engage with my life in the way that I want to. And your body will tell you, your body will shut down. Like I've had multiple instances where I've had crazy eye allergy attacks or my eyes like blow up. Yeah. Um, like literally yeast infections to stomach aches, to bloating, give back to yourself. And again, there are structures in place where we have to work nine to fives. But if your lunch break is you taking a 45 minute nap, you know, going outside, walking to get coffee, do it. Yeah. And I think the thing I would just say on that is I saw this as a trainer. I saw this as a nutrition coach. I see this now as more of like a mindset lifestyle coach. We often have this like, okay, I'm going to change everything and I'm going to do everything the opposite. It's going to change my life. If you want to change anything, I always challenge every, everyone that I work with. I start with like, what is the smallest possible step you could take in that direction? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe your goal is like, I want to do a walk for an hour a day unplugged, but the smallest possible step would be 10 minutes unplugged a day, right? Like start there. Cause you'll mm-hmm. be able to build from there. You'll build that belief in yourself and you'll build into it versus if you set the goal here and you're here right now, it's way harder to just arrive at the end goal. So I would just say, start with the smallest possible step you can in that direction of filling yourself back up. What you said, it's just starting small and then working. Starting small. And I think that what's really just one thing to note to here before we wrap is something that is so helpful for me to remember is that the way we choose to live and the things we do or don't do send signals to everyone around us of what normal is and what their reality could, should look like. And so just remembering that it's not only about us, but it's about the messages we're sending to everyone else around us. Um, one of my previous partners, he used to take Mondays off and he was someone who had an incredibly insanely rigorous upbringing. He used to play in the NFL. He went to super high academic school and he just got to a point a couple of years out where he was like, Mondays are going to be for me and I'm going to, you know, crush it every other day, but I'm just going to like go to the beach on Mondays. And it's so interesting because we don't always know the ripple effect that that has on everyone. Because when I heard that, I was like, whoa, what could I do for myself on Mondays? Mm -hmm. I had never thought of that. And so just a reminder that however you choose to live is sending a signal to everyone around you and is impacting their understanding of what normal is Mm. and often how they choose to live their life as well. So by us finding liberation, by us living in a way that is vibrant, full of life, Mm. joyous, we give other people not only permission, but examples of how to do the same. 
Wow. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> Do you have any other like little tidbits of wisdom or? Hmm. I'm like, what for a little, cause this is share? kind of our kind of entered our syllabus steps of, you yeah. know, really yeah. how do high achievers out there, you know, who are struggling mm-hmm. with pausing and building the sustainable momentum and unsubscribing yeah. from systems and structures who Great. are crazy perfectionists. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I've heard, what we've kind of unlocked right now is unplugging, mm-hmm. looking inward, kind of taking a life inventory Mm-hmm. of what's working, what's serving you, what's not serving you. Um, and then kind of restructuring from there and yeah. then starting, I think this starts obviously small with your goals and over time working up and really building the sustainable momentum, but first starting with something up like five minutes. Yeah. Starting really, really small. And the only other thing I would add, you know, we have a bit of a laundry list here, but I guess I'll just say like, you it's know, good. Your, I love it. Whatever, feels good, feels right for you. I think the other biggest piece is look at what information you're taking in. So who is your community? What books are you reading? What music are you listening to? Um, What are your friends saying? What are your friends doing or not doing? Because typically what we're taking in is creating our interpretation of reality and how to live. So if you're feeling out of balance, probably you're getting that information from somewhere that you should be living that way. So I would just take a look at what, what you're taking in as well. Yeah. And I love what you said about friends for sure. Making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who have a healthy relationship with balance. Mm -hmm. So obviously if you're feeling that in order to be successful, you have to go out drinking every night. I don't think (laughs) you're hanging out with the most balanced friends. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of why I had to disassociate Mm -hmm. myself because it wasn't, it wasn't great for my future self. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the person that I wanted to be because we didn't have the same value. Yeah. Um, so again, it it takes some Mm self-reflection and kind of looking at your community and what you're subscribing to Yeah. what you're believing. Yes. It's exactly that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sagey, we c- obviously this is a subject that we could talk. <laughs> we could go about. all day, but I think we we did a pretty good job, kind of digging in and scratching, maybe just at the surface. But- Honestly, there's so much here, and I am so excited to hear people's thoughts, feelings, reflections on this because it's such a personal journey figuring out like what your equilibrium is, mm-hmm. but I, I'll just be curious to hear what resonates with people and really where they can start to move even just a tiny bit closer to their own equilibrium. Yeah. And I think another episode that could be cool to tap into the next time is how to find motivation when you're feeling stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause there's that part too. And I think as right. high achievers, we can feel that too. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I do. Much love, Frutskis. Adore you. I love you. <laughs> and again, I highly recommend <laughs> that you guys subscribe to Sage Miller because she is the best community to be a part of. So mm-hmm. thank you. I love you. I, it's been so, so fun just getting to be a part of your life and your expansion and I'm so excited to see what happens next because you're flying. To growth, to blowing life into things. Let's be 70%. Let's be 60% because that's cool. Okay. 
Done. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your very own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin and at RegardlessThePod. Thank you for tuning into Regardless. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about the uncomfortable. Now go kick some ass.